Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by TickPick. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill. We're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders, before entering the world of news and other topics we find interesting, there's going to be a lot of that this week. We're both back in New York, but first, Adam, uh, let's get to the news of the week and uh, the tragic news of what happened um, to a young woman in town, 23-year-old, in the crash of Henry Ruggs. You and I have not talked about this um, in terms of your thoughts on it. I've been uh, back east. You now join me here. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts overall on it. Obviously, horrible, horrible situation for the young woman and her family. Uh, but what, when you first heard of this Tuesday morning, like what went through your mind? I mean, it, it was just brutal. And I think, you know, obviously we know now some of the more details of what happened. Uh, those came out in the hearing on, on Wednesday, but on Tuesday, you're just, you know, horrified by the fact that there's a death, uh, the fact that, you know, somebody died and, and that, you know, the rumors were at that point that it was involving Henry Ruggs and, and that he had been out driving potentially drunk and um, had, had caused this. And then when it turns out it's, you know, far more, I mean, it's insane to say something's more reckless than drunk driving, but drunk driving at 156 miles an hour on a residential street is uh, a, a new level. And it's just, it's horrifying to think about it. Horrifying. To, I mean, the, the details of, what happened in that car of, you know, Tina Tintor, the victim in this are just is excruciating to even think about. Um, and, and, and people have been talking about it all week and, and I know they don't care, you know, what, what we do and what would we go through, but to just our entire week has been consumed by thinking about this and talking about it. And, and it's on a human level, to think over and over about what happened in that car of that young woman is just, yeah. Um, it's, it's crushing. It's awful. It's brutal. It's, it's just, you can't explain the words. The dog, and- the dog too. I mean, I, I know that it's, it's trivial compared to everything else, I suppose, but man, the, you just think about her and her dog in that car. And that's why she was out. She was out walking the dog. Yeah. It, just, it, was, it was just absolutely brutal. I want to ask you about one thing because this is, I've read a few places now um, and I wish more athletes would do it. I understand some pay uh, people in excess of six figures a year to literally be their driver, to hold the keys and to be where they're at because they're professional athletes. They know for the most part, especially single guys and, and women and being professional athletes, they're going to be out. They're going to be at parties. They're being invited to a lot of things um, where, you know, there's alcohol and there's stuff, you know, obviously, um, people party with, um, you know, is this a huge reminder that, and I, it's easier said than done. I know what hindsight is, but more and more, you would hope these, uh, athletes with this kind of level of wealth would look back and say, you know, 
I need someone to do this for me. I need someone to be my driver uh, or to at least be there with holding the keys and let, you know, so these kind of tragedies just don't happen. You would think so. And, and I mean, you don't, you don't need a driver. You there's Uber, there's Lyft. And in the, even, you know, I know the, the NFLPA had a program at one point where they would, they would come give you a ride and they got rid of it because you can get a ride from anywhere at any time. Like it, it's, it's so simple and so easy. And yet, um, listen, the, the whole reason that it's dangerous to drive when you're drinking is that your judgment is impaired. And so, yeah, your judgment's probably going to be impaired of whether you should drive or not. You need to make those decisions before you start drinking, before you go out for the night. And listen, it's not, it, it's, it's judgmental and, and all those things, I suppose, but I'm, I'm just, uh, that's what it has to be. And, and I've, I heard a interview before this happened. It wasn't, you know, Kevin Hart wasn't talking about this incident. He just said um, in an interview that I listened to him not too long ago, the comedian Kevin Hart said um, that he did it. He hired a driver full time because he, he was just thinking about it one night and he had been making bad decisions about, you know, he had, he had driven drunk on a couple of occasions, I think, according to him. And he just said, I could, everything that I've worked for, everything that I have in my entire life could be gone in an instant, in an instant. Like I need to, I need to stop doing this. And he made that decision. And, and so you would hope other people would too. And you would hope that anybody that's out, you know, out for the evening, just having a good time. Like this is not a guy, this is Henry Ruggs is not like at a nightclub, you know, doing, doing whatever. And this happened, like he was out with his girlfriend, having a nice time at a local driving range and, you know, bar area. Uh, and then went to a friend's house. And like, this was something that a lot of people do that a lot, like many, many people that are probably listening to this have had a night like this and you just can't drive. You can't get behind the wheel and everybody knows it. And everybody says it. And it's such an easy thing to say, but it, it's a, a decision that has to be made. And, and if, if anything positive can come out of this, I would hope that it's that, that people, people realize just how important it is to, to not do that. If, if it's, you know, 40, $50 or whatever it is, and then maybe, you know, the next day, you know, money to go back and get your car. And I know for a lot of people, that's a lot of money, but it, it's, it's better than the alternative. It's better than, you know, these things that can happen when you don't make the right decision. Well, we'll keep on it. Obviously you keep covering it. I think the paper's done an incredible job over the last few days. Uh, you guys who've been back there uh, covering pretty much every angle there is, and there's more angles to this. Uh, but ultimately there's no a more important angle than the, the, the tragic loss of life of Tina and what her family now has to go through. And, you know, look, the legal system is going to uh, sort itself out with Henry Ruggs, how it sorts itself out. Um, and obviously we'll keep abreast of that, but, um, uh, and I know, you know, we don't get into too much here. We have a lot of fun on the podcast, but obviously both, uh, you know, myself, you and Larry, all our thoughts and prayers are out to her and her family um, because it was just so senseless and, and it, it never things like that never have to happen, um, but they did. There is a game. We're here in the uh, East to cover the Raiders against the Giants. I know most of the uh, news and stories and coverage this week has concentrated on the Ruggs crash, but they are coming off a bye. Uh, I saw earlier where you said Basaccia said there's no designations this week. It's a big game for them, Adam. They're five and two, top of the AFC West. No injury designations. Um, Giants in a short week. But you and I have seen the Jets game of recent years. You've seen the Falcons game of recent years. Does anything tell you 
inside that this time is going to be different that they, you know, at five and two, we're not going to start seeing the slippage we have in recent years. Well, it Raiders off a bye. We know the history there. They're the worst team in the league off a bye since, uh, since you know, that was expanded, uh, back in 2002. Um, I don't, I don't know. Has any, have we seen anything to make us think it'll be different? I mean, I guess you can point to what we saw in Denver, uh, where I think years past, you know, coming off the Gruden situation and going to an interim coach and, and everything that happened there, like that probably would have gone the wrong direction uh, in most years recently with the Raiders. So maybe it, it is different. Um, but I, I don't think, I, I don't think it's possible to handicap emotion and emotion can take you one of two ways. And it, it's almost impossible to, to say in advance, which way it's going to be. And when they get out on that field, you know, I, I think, and again, obviously what's important is, is what is back in Vegas and um, what, you know, that family is going through that goes without saying, but like when they get on that field, is the emotion going to carry them to, you know, this great performance of, of being able to ride it through an entire game and, you know, play at a different level and, and be excited? Or is, are you going to take the field and just everything that happened this entire week hit you and just be a listless uh, team out there. And I, I don't think it's possible to know that until you see it. It's one of those things that, you know, hindsight is always going to be 2020 on it. Um, but after the game, you'll look back and say, yeah, of course they weren't ready to play. Their emotions were in another place. Like, of course, it, of course it went ugly or they'll come out and play great. And you'll say, yeah, of course they were going to play great. Like they needed a, a respite from everything that was going on in real life. Like it, that's how it's, that's how the narrative is going to be coming out of this game. Would you sign OBJ? Mm. He's been released. Everyone yeah, says the Raiders have a need. They say um, now with what happened with rugs, um, is this a road you would go down if you're the, if you're Mike Mayock? Oh man. I, I think so. I think he's incredibly talented and I, you know, I heard a, a statement and I, I wish I could credit who it was. I'm not sure. Um, it's been kind of a crazy, you know, 72 hours, I think. Um, but I heard somebody say the media is far more obsessed with OBJ than the NFL is, which is perhaps oh, true. That's perhaps true. Um, but he's, he's an incredibly talented player. He's always hurt. Like th that that's, you know, something that you have to deal with if you were to get him. But at some point, you know, we, we have a story coming out, just kind of like the state of the Raiders franchise. And, you know, I was writing about the state of the roster. Right, and I right. said, really, the only the only thing really this roster is, you know, the, the big question facing them really is what do they do with Derek Carr? Do they extend them? And I think they probably will work on doing that and, you know, making that long term extension and that commitment to Carr uh, that he wants. Um, and that kind of solves really the only real question on the roster. And then, you know, I had to rewrite it and is, you know, as as insignificant as it is, all of a sudden. Where is the glaring hole in this roster? Number one wide receiver. Yep. Um, and so do you think you do it that way? Do you think you do it through the draft and address it um, through the draft? Or do you think you need that number one receiver right now? And I think, you know, maybe Sunday determines that. Do they go out and does Zay Jones step up and, and fill that role like they think he can and, and play great? And maybe you don't need to go out and, and add somebody from the outside, but you know, there's, there's also the possibility you can get a Deshaun Jackson, who is the deep threat that Henry Ruggs is, even if he's older and doesn't have a whole lot of uh, tread left on the tires. 
Um, I don't know, but I think maybe they, they sit back and they watch what happens Sunday and see where they feel their roster is in terms of wide receivers and, and then make a decision. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. I think one of the reasons maybe that it doesn't go like it has in recent years, uh, two years ago, they're six and four, lose five and six. Then they're six and three last year, eight and eight. I do think that the defense is going to hang on longer this year. Um, I don't know if all these individuals are going to be ranked as high as they are now, but I do think there's some truth in the fact that they're better defensively and then it's going to hang on for longer this year, even though the schedule, you and I have talked about this before, gets a lot tougher now because I'm still not one of these people who don't believe in Kansas City or don't believe in Cincinnati just based on recent results. I still think there's going to be really hard times. Dallas. Uh, we know is really, really good uh, on Thanksgiving. We'll be there. Um, but I do think defensively under Gus Bradley and the pressure they're getting up front, I can't see that just completely disappearing or falling off. And I think if they continue to play pretty good defense, the way Carr is playing, I think it might be different this year. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means 10 and 7 and in the playoffs for sure, 9 and 8, uh, or maybe, I don't know, maybe even, you know, 11 wins. But I just... I have a feeling, uh, not trying to jump over on the positive side of the pool, that for some reason they could hang on longer this year. I mean, I think it it seems more sustainable than it has in the past, for sure. But I think you also look at it, and one of the reasons that the 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 second half collapses were so surprising the last couple of years is not because you thought the Raiders were great, but because their schedules down the stretch were pretty easy. And you looked and said, oh, well, this this should be like four wins out of five. And then they lose four out of five. You're like, how did that happen? Um, this year, it's it's a little bit different in that the schedule is not that easy. And, you know, you could say that they could play just as well as they played and still lose these games. And that, that's why this game against the Giants, you know, with, with everything else that's going on, um, that obviously is more important. But in this game, they're playing a team that they're favored to beat on the road. They need to go out and win because you mentioned it. What's up next. They're underdogs next week against Kansas city. They're probably going to be somewhere around a pick them after that against Cincinnati. And then you go play on the road against Dallas. You're going to be a significant underdog. So, you know, this is a game that is very, very important. If you want to um, avoid the talk of, Hey, this is just another second half collapse for this team. We'll have to see what happens in New York. We're both here. Uh, Vinny Monsignor is here. Heidi Fanks. We'll all be here covering it. Um, you get all your coverage there at Review Journal in Vegas Nation. All right, little fun time here for you. I've got in front of me. We're both we're both back in uh both back in New York, and obviously many many movies over the years, great movies, some good, some bad, have been shot in New York. 
I've got the top 10 movies here of all time in New York, ranked by, I don't know, some movie person. Want to see how many you've actually ever seen. This is going to okay. be fun. This is going to be Wait, fun. And then I wanna... can, I, can I guess a couple that are on there first? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I now, again, this is the top 100. I'm going to give you the top 10. Um, but yeah, you can, sure, you can guess some. Get, 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 start guessing, and I'll tell you if it's in the top 10. All right, I'm going to say, I'm hoping okay. Miracle on 34th Street is on there. Okay, hold on. This is going to be great, great podcast because my good, good stuff. Uh, this is a disaster. It's not uh, in the top ten, though. Hold on, I do not believe it is, and and I agree with you. I think it's definitely one of oh. top ten movies ever um, shot in New York. It is not in the top ten. Well, then I'm I'm done guessing. I was maybe I mean King Kong maybe has to be on there, but oh, okay. There what, do, what do you okay, got? Okay. You got one. You got one. King Kong okay. comes in number seven from 1933. Okay, uh, I, I have not seen it. One, one I love uh, from 1989, which I thought was great. I think you probably have seen it do the right thing. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Uh, oh, Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale is not top 10. Okay, okay. this list stinks. Okay. okay, hold on. There's no way you see number one, but it, it, I, I have not seen it. But just given Scorsese was involved and um, Robert De Niro was involved, it, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Um, Sybil Shepherd, come on, back in the day, 76, Taxi Driver. I actually have seen it. You have seen it? Really? Yeah, very good. It's supposedly the number one uh, movie ranked all time from New York, in New York, Taxi okay. Driver. Okay. All right. Off the top of my head, though, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure this is in the top 100. I thought Wolf of Wall Street is one of the better ones. I'll give you the top 10. You tell me what you think. Number two, Sweet Smell of Success. Never number, heard of it. Number three, Dog Day Afternoon. Okay. Number four, Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Okay. Good podcast here. I'm out. I'm out. Number uh, you're out. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not on any of them. Uh, Do the right thing came in at number six. Okay. Number five was Manhattan. Number seven, King Kong. Got that one. Okay. Number eight, Shadows from '59. I, I have no idea what that. And number ten, number nine, Escape from New York. I've okay. heard of that one. Yeah. Number 10 on the town, 1949. There's there's nothing like new here. The French connection. Oh, here's one. 12. I'm sure you've seen this Saturday Night Fever. No, I've not seen that. Uh, A little little before my time, sir. Well, so was Taxi Driver. It's fine. It's great. Uh, I think I I mean, I'm going I'm going to say TV is more prominent in New York than movies like there's been a lot of great like obviously you know seinfeld being set in new york and i know um you're also a sopranos guy which is more jersey but uh yeah still still it's a lot in new york as well um so yeah I, I i think tv and you know some people would say friends would be up there i probably wouldn't uh but yeah tv is very prominent in, in new Not york more so than man. movies in my in my hotel right now uh literally most of what's been watched is a friends or friends marathon there's just a, there's a channel with nothing but friends on it just keep playing friends okay well i don't know why you're watching tv go uh, hit the town 18th no we've done that too but 18th overall in the top 100 i love this one you had to have seen this one um wall street the original sure okay there there are some good ones on here I mean, well, I'm, I'm putting I mean, I'm putting American Psycho up there, too, which I loved. OK, American Psycho. I got 40 seconds. You know what the sad part is? 
I'm into the twenties now and miracle on 34th street is not, not uh, American psycho was ranked 26th by the way. Okay. Uh, so it's top, you know, it's top, top it's, 30. It's a, it's a bit violent. Ed. I've never seen it, but just by the name of it, I assume it is. It's a bit um, violent. I'm really disappointed because I agree with you on the, now are you talking the original miracle on 34th street or are you talking yes. uh, the remake? I'm talking original. Okay. You know what else I think was made in New York was that kid, that kid one, oh, Midnight Cowboy, um, that kid one that you had me watch that uh, got left at home all the time. Well, Home Alone 2 was lost in New York. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. well, okay. First of all, Home Alone 1, what, did they live in a different city or that kid? He was in New York as well, right? Oh, they were in Chicago in the first one. Did they move? No, he lives in Chicago. The, the second one, he gets lost in New York. Uh, I'm already past that stuff. Oh, right, I already forgot. I just assumed the kid lived in New York the whole time. Number four. Okay, now this list sucks. Because I already said that. Before Miracle on 34th Street is ranked the Muppets Take Manhattan. All right, just stop. Right, this, this is preposterous. Really preposterous. Oh, the other. Oh, really good movie. I know you'll have seen this. Um, Network. Yeah, that's good. Really good movie. Um, I'm trying to go through there to see Superman. You like that? Desperately seeking. Oh, here's here's one. I didn't know this. This is kind of upstate New York. No, there's. I don't think this was in Manhattan. That crazy, uh, that crazy uh, lunatic Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Okay, yeah, that doesn't seem. uh, Maybe it is New York. Actually, I think it is. Uh, Desperately seeking booze. Where does she get the bunny from? That's upstate New York. That rabbit she kills. You can you can buy them in a market and then bring them home. Uh, I feel like Desperately Seeking Susan is a Madonna movie. Uh, Is that what that is? I just saw Kramer versus Kramer. I like that one. That that that, that, that that's not Cosmo Kramer. No, 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 no. It was uh, Dustin Hoffman. Sure. it was Dustin Hoffman, like a, 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 a divorce movie, uh, trying to get the kid. Um, I, this list is stupid. I, I'm in the 60s and 70s. We haven't seen Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, just did tap this. out of it. This, this list is obnoxious. Completely stupid. All right, what are your plans? What are your plans for the big seat? I know you got UFC coming up. Yeah, uh, UFC on Saturday, and then obviously Raiders uh, on Sunday. And uh, hope to pop into my favorite uh, – uh, my favorite New York hang, the comedy cellar at some point this weekend. So oh, yeah, is that where uh, you yeah. go? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it just uh, to tie it up. I mean, it's just been, um, listen, not, we, we can't put ourselves in the position of, of the victim and their family, which is, just, it's awful. It's just been, it's been a draining week, I think for everyone involved from the Raiders to, to everyone. And um, Henry Ruggs is going to get what he deserves from the justice system. But I think, um, I've seen a lot of, you know, a lot of people criticizing people like Derek Carr, uh, for saying, Hey, we love him and we're going to love him and we're going to be there for him. Um, I, I, I don't think it's, it's right. Listen, he's, he said all the right things, um, about just not understand, you know, you can't, there's no blueprint. You don't know what you're supposed to say. You don't know what you're supposed to do. Um, but there is there is a human element to as as much as Henry Ruggs is going to deserve like like I said everything he gets and I think he's going to get a very very severe penalty as he should. Um, these are still people that you know as of you know ten minutes before the crash were that was that was their their friend that they didn't think was capable of doing anything like this. So it's just it's I think we need to be careful judging people's. 
thoughts and emotions, especially when their heart is in the right place and you know, it's in the right place. Um, just understand that people have a lot of, a lot of different thoughts and emotions going on right now. So to pick out a sentence or a quote here and there that you don't think was right, or you don't think is sensitive. I think we need to understand the bigger picture of just what everybody's trying to process this week. Okay. So I'm all with you on that. Um, do not judge how people grieve uh, unless you've ever been in the same similar situation. And I'm not going to judge uh, Derek Carr for having those kind of thoughts. Well, he has every right to think and feel how he does like everyone else does. I think everyone has made it clear that they're thinking about the family involved and the person involved and her and uh, how, how that happened. And you, you said it to start this off uh, the tragic details of what happened in that car are just unfathomable but I'm with you on that. You don't tell people how to grieve and you don't tell people how to react to these situations. I think, I think, um, uh, you know, I think everyone has the right to react how they want to react. And then you, you do as well, by the way, um, a little, uh, transition here, miracle on 34th street, 91st. It made a list. All right, buddy. I will see you soon here in New York. We will have all the coverage of the Giants game. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino, STN Sports, and presented by TickPick. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day while we preview the Raiders and Giants. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney, and we'll talk to you next week as the Kansas City Chiefs come to town. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.